Hey everybody, this is Jake. Uh, just before we get to the episode, there's a little bit of a technical goof-em-up on Chris's end, and his audio quality is a little shakier than it normally is. It's fine, but it's just a, it's a little weird, and you'll notice, and I wanted to let you know before we get into the, the end of the Chibi episode. My name is Chris Sims, and this is a chibi-sode of Sailor Business. It's the podcast where normally we watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Man and talk about why we love it so much, but that is not what we do on these chibi-sodes. On these, we go out into the wider world of Sailor Moon, beyond the anime that we like so much. And this week, we're going to be talking about another... Uh, another piece of the very strange Sailor Moon manga puzzle. <laughs> so to help me out with that, please welcome Christina Gomez. Christina, welcome to the show. Hi. Happy to uh, be here. Now, you are, as of this recording, a future guest right. on Sailor Business. That's like a very Chibi Moon sort of thing to be, right? Yeah. yeah. You're coming back from the future where you are already a guest. Right. 900 years from now. Right. So everyone knows my history and everything I ever did involving sailor moon yeah but uh unfortunately we did not remember your birthday so you're gonna have to be evil for a minute oh no (laughs) i have a really that's a hard thing for me to be (laughs) (laughs) you seem very delightful so far so uh but yeah you're a future guest so we're mostly going to talk about your history with sailor moon and all that uh on the show the, the the regular episode of the show that you're on but i will say that when you emailed me you sent in a resume of sailor moon cred i have sailor moon played a very large part in a lot of parts of my life for lack of a better way of putting it Uh, so do you want to talk a little bit about what you sent Uh, and again we'll we'll get into specifics on a lot of this stuff when we we do the real show but do you want to talk a little bit I need to go um, in the email now. I actually don't remember all of the things that I had sent. Well, you, you oh, sent uh, Wow. Okay. I'm some, looking at it now. Some cosplay of our favorite characters. I legit love them so much. I actually really love the Alan and Anne arc so much. I... And it's not good. It's not good, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. It's not. It's, it's not. not. But it has so much potential. So much. To be really fun. Yeah, and I like that their motivation is just like, they're really hungry, as opposed to like, they're trying to take over the world. Mm -hmm. Which is relatable to me. Yes. Sometimes I get so hungry that I would like to take over the world. Right. Yeah, so I sent in a photo of my Alan and Ann cosplay. Uh, My now fiancé is the Alan. And I made him dress up with me. Uh, for this very Can you big... really make someone dress, like <laughs> I feel like there's the, whether or not you are a person who is going to dress up like Alan from Sailor Moon for any reason is a very binary thing. Like you're a yes or a no on that. Right. He's a good sport. <laughs> he actually. So we did. Um. Like I think his he did some other cosplay stuff before we met, but since we met, the first cosplay thing he did with me, he was um Linda Belcher from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> and he was like an amazing Linda. So I, he like hates getting into costume, but once he's in the costume, he's like a total ham and totally plays it up. Did, did he play the flute as Alan? 
In the picture, he's holding a flute, but it doesn't actually work. It's just like model magic that I painted. Okay. Now, yeah. y- you you have uh, mentioned he's your fiancé. Yes. Uh, any plans for these to be the, the wedding attire? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a big no. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair, fair. But I might, I might throw the photo up on, like, a wedding website or something. That would be cute. That would be cute. Yeah. So you also sent in, uh, you had printouts that you'd made of information you had found out about Sailor Moon Online. I, I did one of those for uh, Batman the Animated Series when I was a kid. Yes. Not online, because it was 1992, but I, I wrote all the information out myself and did Amazing. diagrams of all the batarangs and such. I never did it for Sailor Moon, though. That's almost better, I feel like, if you draw and like make your own notes. I feel like that's better to look back on. I wish I could find it, because I feel like in my adult life as a professional comic book writer, that is a thing I would like to have around. That would be nice. My mom got really mad at me because I used so much printer ink as a kid printing out Sailor Moon stuff. Yeah, that's, and that, <laughs> it was expensive back then, too. It was, it's still expensive, but it was really expensive back then. Now, we are here not to talk about your cosplay, not to talk about the, the guidebook that you made, and uh, not to talk about the fantastic uh, design work that you do, that you also sent some of that in. Oh, yeah. I actually, um, that scarf that I sent uh-huh. in that email, I forgot I was working on that, honestly. <laughs> Until I looked back at the email chain, I was like, oh, yeah. Now's the time. Now's, Now's the, the time. time. I gotta bring it back. Uh, we are here to talk about the, I guess it's the first Sailor Moon manga to hit uh, American shores. Mm-hmm. Which is the Tokyo Pop, aka Mix Manga, aka Chicks Comics version <laughs> of Sailor Moon. Yes, these don't say mix; they say pocket, or they don't say chicks; they say pocket mix. Yeah, I, Chicks Comics, I think was was short lived. Yes, <laughs> but if you type in if you type in Chicks Comics, that's Chicks with an X because it was the nineties. Uh, yep. It auto completes to Sailor Moon. Oh, good. Oh, okay. So uh, I remember now the Chicks comics. They had like individual, like monthly release Sailor Moon manga that you could get at a comic book store. And we actually, that's when I started going to comic book stores. My sister and I would go and we'd get like Sailor Moon and Cardcaptor Sakura and Oh My Goddess like every month from this comic shop. Yeah. One of the first pieces of any Sailor Moon merchandise that I ever bought, like, because I didn't ever get any of the, uh, like the the dolls or anything when I was first watching it in high school, but I did get the uh, San Diego Comic Con exclusive uh, Sailor Moon number one with the hot pink cover, and the cover was just hot pink with a silver moon on it. Oh my god! Which uh, looked cool as hell. What Comic Con was that? San Diego. Yeah, I know, but like, which year? Oh god, it must have, I, it was probably like 97. Okay, it was, yeah. So it probably when it was coming back on Cartoon Network. I don't think it was on Cartoon Network there cuz I was like I like backlogged my entire like Sailor Moon history and I think it was in like the late 90s when they were first bringing out the manga and like a little before they put like lost episodes and stuff on Cartoon Network. Yeah, I just found I just found a picture of it uh online here. I 
I don't want to know how much it actually is going for. Apparently it's going for 40 bucks now. So I right. wish I knew where it was these days. <laughs> uh, alas, it's gone forever. Maybe one day. Maybe one day I'll get it back. Here, I'll drop one this day. picture in the chat here. Yes. So my experience with this was that I read it and everything's just a little bit wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's very different. I actually was really, really, really into the manga when I got super into Sailor Moon. So to me, that was like the canon. Okay. Because I didn't have access to so much of the anime. So to me, like the manga was how I was able to like know the whole story of Sailor Moon. So because you one of the, the, the book that you printed out that we were talking about earlier, that was when you found out that there were, was more Sailor Moon. Yeah. Than just would have been on Cartoon Network. Yeah, that was a big internet moment for me. I feel like my world like grew that day. <laughs> yeah, I feel like all of us who were around in the 90s for Sailor Moon had that experience of being like, wait a second, what? Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a sailor. There's a sailor Pluto? Like, what? Hang and, on. And I like I had a very like childlike level interest in like solar the solar system and outer space and all that stuff and i loved the planet saturn and i was like oh i wish there was a sailor saturn and so when they were like sailor saturn i was like what is this and she also i had the same hair at that age too so i was like she's me i love her this is everything it was a big moment so you had the you had like the the short dark or the uh the shoulder length uh dark hair yes cut in the same style Pretty much, which actually I have similar, well, it's dyed pink now, but for a few years before that, it's been dark shoulder length hair. So now you're chibi. Now, yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) It's not unfortunate. Chibi's fine. She's fine. I never liked her that much. I mean, look, we've already talked about your affection for Sailor Moon R, so (laughs) Um, you you shouldn't. She's terrible in that season. Just Alan and Anne. I tried to rewatch when i when all of it was on hulu finally i tried to rewatch r and i could not it like it got so boring i had to stop look r is bad it is bad i actually was really sad about how bad it got and it i think supers is worse i really do yeah i think i made it honestly i did so much of the rewatch of or my first real watching of supers while working on cosplay stuff. So I'd be like hand sewing. So I would just kind of like glance up at the sh- at the TV and be like, ah, Sailor Moon. Do you, did, did you just have it on like in the background or do you know enough Japanese to, to um, be able to watch it like that? I don't know enough Japanese, uh, but I feel like it's pretty easy to look up every once in a while and kind of know what's going <laughs> on. Yeah. They're not like super complicated plots. <laughs> How dare you? It's it's true. <laughs> and I and I love it deeply, but it's a very easy to like kind of casually watch show. Okay, so back back to the topic of the Tokyo Pop stuff. Yes. Which by the way, uh I have often said uh if anybody wrote an oral history of the rise and fall and rise and fall of Tokyo Pop in the 90s, then by all like I would love to read it. Yes. Uh, but you said that got you into comic book stores. So were you were you a comics fan at all before I, these? Or? I was, actually. I've always drawn and been really into art, and comics I thought were fascinating just because it was like a cool story with pictures. So as a kid, I actually was really into Sonic the Hedgehog comics and Archie. 
So we would like pick them up at the grocery store. And um, when I kind of got into Sailor Moon and found out that there were comic versions of it, I got really excited because I was like, oh, I love comics. I would love to read this story as a comic book. And so then we like found out there was a comic store and started going there. That is that's fantastic. <laughs> and, and I love that um, comic the comics industry has obviously learned that lesson now about yeah. how you can get uh, young women into comic book stores I know. just by making comics that they'd like. That's yeah. that's all you have to do. It was so like I was so into it growing up, and I actually don't really like I don't read as many like current comics anymore. So I, I'm a little bummed about that because I know there's so much good stuff out there. Specifically, Infinity War Sleepwalker from Marvel Comics is quite good. Uh, I can recommend that one and the upcoming X Men Christmas special. <laughs> oh, I love a Christmas special. Just a just a heads up for all the listeners out there. Mm-hmm. Darkhawk is available in paperback right now. <laughs> uh, if you come see me at North Carolina Comic Con, you can get uh, one of your own. Um, so your experience reading it now, no, mine. This was the only Sailor Moon manga that I had. Um, th- that first issue mm-hmm. was the only one that I had until, like, literally until I bought the run of the Kodansha printing at a con shortly before we started doing this show. Oh, wow. I still haven't bought the Kodansha series, and I'm still, like, kind of waiting to just kind of bulk buy the whole thing at some point. What I've read of it is pretty good. It's pretty good. But at the time, you open, you know, you get the book. It's it's Naoko Takeuchi's art, obviously, which is dramatically different from Mm -hmm. the show. It's very, uh, I mean, look, if you're listening to this show, you know what Naoko Takeuchi's art looks like, right? Uh, but it was the the art style was different. It was black and white. Uh, and, and again, I was like fifteen. I'll read a black and white comic in a minute now, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, and the and her name was Bunny. And for some reason, I couldn't get past that. And I don't know if that's just me being a weird purist about everything, which is absolutely true about me, or. Or just like being thrown off by all the other stuff, but I couldn't get past the differences in the manga. So I never went back to it under the Tokyo Pop stuff. So I'm really curious to see how it worked out for you. I honestly really loved it. Like there was something about the black and white that felt like a little cool to me. So I was like, oh, this is different from like a nor like I was getting into anime, so I was like, ah, oh, this is like cool in Japanese, and they make their comics in black and white. And I was like on board for that. And I feel like Naoko's art is so like elegant and ethereal and like as a preteen girl, I was like, yes, this is amazing and so beautiful. And even when I, in regards to like how the anime is styled, like I feel like as a a judger of art, I guess at an early age, um, I didn't like how the anime always changed styles because they Mm -hmm. always change animation directors. So some episodes looked really cool and some episodes looked really weird. And I like that the manga just like was always beautiful and I don't know. There were a lot of aspects of the manga that I really liked. And honestly, like, I feel like through most of middle school, most of my experience with Sailor Moon was like really being really into the manga. That is really interesting. So did, was the translation of that manga uh, odd? I, I mean, maybe not to you because it's the it's the manga that you had. But did it, did it strike you as being weird? It's only so I reread it 
um, or at least I only have the, there's four volumes of Super S. So I reread the three volumes I have. And the translation is weird looking back on it now because they call her Bunny and that, you know, was just a name that they used in the US manga. And then um, a lot of the weird, like, US dub things are still used in there. Like, they still call her Rini and um, everyone's got their American names and they're in Crossroads instead of in Juban. Um, so that stuff, I find that stuff weirder now than I did when I was in middle school. Yeah, it's, I, I feel like that's, in middle school, it's probably a lot easier to get on board with. <laughs> yeah, and it, because it was like, it felt a little less like, like I knew, eventually I knew that the American version of the Sailor Moon anime was like super censored. The manga felt like the more, a little closer to the original. Yeah, it it, it definitely did have that feeling to me uh when when i I picked it up in high school but that was not like by that by the time i i got that comic which i paid a ten dollars for and yeah that's 1997 money (laughs) that's so much Uh, yeah it was a con exclusive Uh, but you know i was already a, a big fan of the the show and and so that, you know, still is kind of the default version for me. Like, I still haven't gone back and read all of the manga, which is why we're here talking about it today. Which is great. I actually, I've been meaning, I've tried to go back and reread the manga, but sometimes I tried to go back and read Stars after finishing Stars. And I do, I do admit that sometimes, especially when they're in like the heavier final battle scenes it's sometimes really hard to follow along with naoko's art because it's very flowy and pretty and i don't know it's not as like concrete and easy to like know what's actually happening yeah i think i think flowy is a good way to describe it because it is one of those things where people will do attacks and you you can you can get exactly the sense of what you're supposed to be seeing with the attack animation right i feel like by the by the time she's doing certainly uh the supers manga uh she she knows what it looks like <laughs> she knows yeah. what the looks like and i feel like there's enough there to suggest it but not to complete it right if that makes sense you know totally in, in the way that if you come at it from like western superhero comics like marvel comics and dc comics you get you know you get the spider-man throws the big punch you know Right. Uh, you you never you see you see a pose and then Jedi explodes in, in Sailor Moon, which is an unusual thing to follow for me. Yeah, it's I mean it's very like it's very manga, like for lack of a better word, and like yeah. so much stuff flows from panel to panel. As opposed to I feel like especially like when I was reading a lot more American comics, everything is like very much like in its box. All right, so we're going to be talking about a uh, a specific story. The the Tokyo Pop version of a specific story. We did the uh, Sailor Mercury Spotlight, the manga version of that, on our last TV episode where uh, Shannon Maynard joined me to talk about Sailor Mercury's deadbeat dad and how he's <laughs> garbage. He sucks. Uh, so you wanted to talk about the Sailor Venus uh, Spotlight story, which, if you're reading along in the Kodansha manga, manga uh, is in volume nine. So that's the volume that starts with the Sailor Mercury story. And this, uh, this thing takes up 50 pages towards the end. Yeah, it's long. It on it. It actually kind of goes into the other volume too. It kind of leaves on a cliffhanger. 
which I feel like we shouldn't go past the cliffhanger because then that gets into like the muddy area of like what super S in the manga and what stars in the anime. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Which I don't know. I don't know any of that stuff. Yeah. It's everything's very like everything's ordered very differently in both of these. People are saying very cryptic things to me about stars. And I'm a little, a little worried. I honestly, I didn't get to watch stars. I watched like the last episode with like a bootleg fan sub (laughs) back in high school, I think, but I didn't get to actually watch stars until a couple of years ago, I think. And I liked it a lot. It's just ridiculous. I feel like they just lean into the jokes and I love that. So we've got a Venus spotlight to talk about. Yes. Which are always so great. Who doesn't love a Venus spotlight? She was my favorite for a while, actually. And I really liked this chapter, but I kind of hate how they did her like getting her new attack in the anime. Yeah. The, I mean, we, we, this is another thing we've talked about. I love Sailor V. You know, like, and and I think manga uh, Minako is infinitely preferable to uh, anime Minako, who is a block of wood sometimes, (laughs) until they realize that she should just be horny. She's, oh my god, the episode, in the past, the episode that I picked, she is still the horny one. I picked it for a reason. (laughs) All right, so what take us through the uh the events of the manga. What okay. what are we looking at here? Um okay, I'm getting so it starts off with a lot of very like manga specific plot stuff cuz the the manga is a lot more Mamoru focused. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. <laughs> Which he is I also think he's better in the manga. Um I mean, yes. Yeah. Uh in that he's actually nice to Usagi. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's probably better in the manga, including that goddamn horse. God. He's also, I mean, everything is, he's also better in the manga, but I'm very confused about a lot of stuff. I've been trying to compare the differences between him and the anime and the manga, and it's still a little weird. Let me, hold on. I'm trying to, like, it's hard to go through the manga-specific stuff. Do we want me to go through it, or should we go straight to the Sailor Venus part? Just skip pages until you hit that shower scene. Whew. (laughs) uh that's still in the tokyo pop version surprising no did what do you know if there were a lot of like real edits to the to the comic because i knew the comic was a little more it we we talked about this off mic a little bit it is flipped so it reads left to right right but it, it felt like there was a little more of the original content in the uh even in the Tokyo Pop version. Although yeah. I know that the the Kodansha version is the only one that is mostly uh true to the way it was uh printed in Japan. Yeah, I don't know how I mean, it doesn't look like stuff is censored just because it is still so different. Hold on. I'm trying to flip through these pages to figure out what's going on and getting to the Minako content. Mina content. The Mina content. Uh, okay, so I've gotten through all the Helios exposition stuff. There's a very cute moment with Usagi and Mamoru. All right, I got to, well, the pages don't apply, but I got to where they're, like, meeting on the stairs. Uh-huh. And talking. So I think Helios is basically saying, like, you need to find the golden crystal to, like, help stop Nehalenia, which in the in the mixed manga, 
she is nephrenia, which I thought was a weird translation. That's odd. Yeah, I don't know what the difference is there or why they felt that was necessary. But I noticed that this past weekend. They start getting, you know, in the manga, and I, you may have noticed this with the um, Ami spotlight that you read with Shannon, that they kind of reference the outer senshi a lot <laughs> and so they start doing that a lot here too and since minako is supposed to be the leader of the sailors of the sailor senshi she starts to feel a little self-conscious because they keep talking about the outers and they're not there and she starts to feel a little nervous and she's also the only one that hasn't gotten her new transformation so she can't transform so that makes her feel like even worse wait she just can't transform at all she can't transform at all how long's that been going on? I don't think she's, you know, I don't think she transformed at all in Super S. And I could be wrong, but I can't, at least flipping back in this one, yeah. I don't see any point where she's transformed. Yeah, and she, like, even in my version, she says, why am I the only one who can't transform? I'm not able to transform at all. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So she just can't, and Artemis is like, you can do it. Like... Everyone else got their new powers, so it's fine. And then there's the shower scene. And that's, it's it's very watercolor ooh. Yes, very like, yeah. Cue the music. And also, uh, Diana's there, watching Luna <laughs> shower. Because this is a normal story. And Luna's there too, which I found odd. Like, do they just all hang out at whatever house they want to hang out at? <sighs> Oh, and then and then Diana says, hey, you know, Artemis looks at Minako the way one gazes upon his or her lover. Oh, my God. Uh, so that and I'm not mm, not a fan of that. No, uh, that line here is also daddy looks at Mina like she's his long lost lover. So it's not that far off. Yeah. Then we, we get some a little bit of Dead Moon Circus stuff. Yeah. And they notice. And also, like, I do like that the manga always just kind of they don't bother with not being able to tell their identities. Like they know who she is and they know she can't transform, mm -hmm. which is, I prefer that. Cause I always think it's a little weird that they're like, who, who is this person with this hair? That's so specific. <laughs> is it weirder if they do that or weirder if they know who they are and don't just show up at their house and murder them? Oh, uh, that's a good point. I don't, yeah. I don't know why they go through all the work of this, but I mean, they do, with the plot that they pick, it's very, like, Mina-focused, and she wants to be an idol. So they pick these two uh, monsters, Xenotime and Xenolite, to go and, like, start a dark moon plot, or dead moon plot. And they're never, I don't think they're ever in the anime in any capacity. I think they're just in the manga. Okay. Uh, but they, let's see, the Sailor Scouts go and investigate the circus, as they have been doing through most of this. Their outfits are always so good in this chapter. And let's see. I like also, too, one of the details I like about the Super S manga is how the Tau kind of progressively degrades as the Dead Moon gets a little bit more and more control over the arc, mm -hmm. which I think is interesting. Like, it never you never see that in the anime at all until, like, the very, very end, I think. Yeah, it's just there's always a sudden crater right, like, in the middle of uh, Tokyo. Yeah, like, this happened right now. And I think Sailor Moon, the anime for Sailor Moon also does a lot of like, here's a random person and not like, I'm thinking to like the tiny samurai girl, how like, suddenly you have to care about this random person for 20 minutes, and then you never see them again. Uh -huh. And that just doesn't happen in here. 
And so then while they're investigating the circus, uh, everyone starts to bring up the Outer Scouts again, which makes Mina feel very self-conscious. Like, Because um, who among us is a Haruka? Right. I'm not. I would also feel self-conscious if people started talking about the Outer Senji around me. I know, because they're all like perfect and fabulous. I should really scan this panel, though, because we get a huge panel of Mina's face shouting at the others. Uh, basically doing Mina's version of the Jughead speech from season one of Riverdale. Uh, I'm fine being weird, all right? Just fine. <laughs> and then she <laughs> runs away. Ah. There, okay, so I also read, I found like an online manga site and they had like a really weird translation for that page where she like makes monkey sounds or something. And it said something about the original Japanese having like a pun there. I wonder if it's one of her bad puns. It might it might be, honestly. But in the in the Tokyo Pop, it just says like after she says, uh she's like, I think it's useless to think about people who aren't here. And they're like they're like, We miss them. And she's like, I know I'm a sucky leader. And they're like, You're acting weird. And she says, I am weird and I'm fine with it. And then she runs off, feeling bad about being a bad leader. Have you ever seen me not wearing this bow? That's weird, right? <laughs> So then, now, we talked about this when we, we covered uh, Codename Sealer V on a chibi-sub with Cat Cool mm-hmm. way back, uh, a fun episode that you should go listen to. I think I listened to the first Sailor V chibi-sode. I don't know if we ever finished. Okay, but I listened to that <laughs> one, yeah, and it was good. But the, like, Mina has a long history of dealing with dark blank. Yes. The dark agency. All the all the stuff that she had to fight as Sailor V. So Mina comes back and she's like, "Hey guys, guess what? I got scouted to be a model, or to be I got scouted to be an idol by Dead Moon Enterprises." And they're like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> that would be like if I got on this show and I was like, "Good news, everybody! I got a new do- a new job with Dead Jordan Publications." And it's like, "What? <laughs> I yeah, got dude, good old Let's Murder Jake Enterprises." <laughs> I feel like she was just so, like, down and, like, feeling so self-conscious that she was like, yes, this is boosting my confidence. And the second they call it out, she's like, oh, of course this was a plot. Like, but now I can't turn back. So she just kind of goes for it anyway. Yeah, so they, it's, I mean, it's basically like a weird competition show. Yeah. (laughs) It's like she has to be on Ninja Warrior now. Yeah. Uh, idol ninja warrior where if you can run through a rainforest and save the children you get to be an actress uh the rainforest is also in the middle of tokyo yes that makes sense of course so yeah uh, <laughs> uh mina of course excels because she's very good right. at athletics right um and everyone else is going crazy and like filled with dark energy and like fighting each other to get to them but she's like crushing it and everyone shows up to help her and she's like she can't transform they're te- at least here they're like telling her to transform and she tries to and then she can't and then she just runs off uh what do the what do they call the limerus in uh, uh in the Tokyo pop manga let me see if i can find them it's limerus as opposed to like lemurs mm-hmm. yeah it's l E-M-R-E-S. Okay. Yeah. Now, I know that someone has written in and said that uh, somebody, whether it was Cloverway or whether it was another translation of manga, uh, called them Remless, 
as in not dreaming. Right. So without REM sleep, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I had never heard that before until it got brought up in the episode. Um, I always think of it as lemurs, like monkeys, and I I have no explanation for that, but that's always where I go with it. <laughs> it is It is definitely not lemurs. Nope. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Uh, all right, so so what happens after uh, Minako does Idol Warrior here? Uh, let's see. She's trying to help the people. She's climbing up this tower, which is honestly very impressive. Um, she's so good at volleyball. She's so good at volleyball, which means she's really good at climbing. They are one and the same. And the two, Xenolite and Xenotime, I already forgot their names, uh, kind of corner the other Sailor Scouts to keep her from keep them from helping Mina so they can trap her and Carry that team. <laughs> I'm sorry can you hear my wife playing Overwatch I can okay cool actually I don't play Overwatch but I saw Jake leave it in everybody needs to know that Aiden carried that team amazing anyway yeah they corner Minako Mm-hmm. And they start trying to make her evil to go and fetch the silver Empyrean crystal, which which is a weird strategy. I mean, I guess that's a decent strategy. They're the ones who have it, right? But I feel like the Amazonas Quartet would just be better at doing it. Like if they could just corner everyone with a knife and keep them from moving, like they could probably just get the crystal. In the Tokyo Pop version, do they do they put the quotes around legendary silver crystal? Uh, here it's the silver Imperium crystal. Okay, so like. Uh, original dub style and it's not in quotes they love those quotes Lo- love-, love those quotes about the uh, legendary silver crystal there's also a lot of little like hearts on this page I don't know if they are in the uh, Tokyo pop version or not Tokyo pop version the uh, Kodansha version let's but, see like Ves Ves is like haha heart and then she's like go fetch the silver imperium crystal heart and then Minako is like I'll, yeah. get, I'll get the crystal heart. I'm like, okay. There are definitely some hearts in the dialogue. Yeah. Uh, so then Artemis is like, I can, I can solve this problem <laughs> through violence. Yeah. He's like, I, and then he, ca- he catches her, which has always been so weird. She's, That's bananas. Yes. I under, like, she's very small. We know that. But he's smaller. Let's see. I got a. Does the the Guardians of Order does the RPG book include weights? Because I mean, it shouldn't matter. There is no way a cat can can hold a no. human. I mean, a spoiler for the the next chapter when this kind of picks up. Uh, Artemis turns into people form. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. No. It is no. what happens. Don't like it. <laughs> Not here for that. And. Then, like, helps her transform into Super Sailor Venus. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna try and find out how much a cat can lift. <laughs> let's see here. Uh, I, I'm flipping through the the Sailor Moon role-playing game book. I gotta get those clutch official stats. If you Google how much can a cat lift, you get uh, the cat like tractors right that makes sense because <laughs> no one is asking how much a house cat can lift that's a stupid question <laughs> let's see uh 
Nope, the, the, for what are probably good reasons, the uh, manga book does not list the weights of the characters. But, you know, pretty light for a human is still pretty heavy for a cat. Yeah, I mean, how tall is, how tall is Minako? She is, I believe, five feet even, because she's slightly taller than Sailor Moon. Oh my god, they're so short. And I'm short. short. I'm short, and they're really short. How tall are you? I'm 5'1". Okay. My little sister's 4'11", and she actually cosplayed Sailor Moon last last year, because that's the year I did Sailor Saturn. Do you have... uh, Do you have pictures? Uh, I can, okay, I can quickly link you at least to a picture of my Sailor Saturn costume, and then I'll see if I can, I'll see if I can find her Sailor Moon costume also. Was she like, yeah, what's up? I am height accurate. Yes, actually. She was like, (laughs) like Sailor Moon is not her, well, I guess she doesn't have a favorite, favorite Sailor Scout, but she was like, I'm going to cosplay Sailor Moon because I am height accurate Sailor Moon. Let's see. This is a link to the Saturn photo, I believe. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you. Oh, you've got the 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 glaive and everything. That's dope. That was like a big like dream costume for me. And especially cuz I like cosplayed it twice as a middle schooler, I was like, okay, I'm back into this. I have to make this costume before I turn 30. So I did. Yeah, you said you sent us your original middle school uh, a version of the costume, which was delightful. That's version two, so version one was even worse. Uh, Alright, so or- Minako, Minako dies because a cat tries to keep her from falling <laughs> off a building, and that's not how anything works. <laughs> and that's the end of Sailor Venus. Yeah. That's, uh, what, what a shame. I know. She doesn't, like, this, that's, I, I don't know if this is where that ends in the, uh, the Tokyo Pop version. That's a chapter break. Yes, it is It is a chapter break. Yeah, so that, like, that's where this ends for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it skips to a lot of stuff with the outers, and that's where, like, the weird time stuff happens, because the outers make an appearance in Super S, but... Oh, in... there's baby Sailor Saturn. Yep. Um, but in the anime, they they wait until stars. So, so this, this, this book is, hey, Minako's about to die. What are these other people doing for another 30 pages? And then it finally comes back. Oh, there's mm, there's Artemis as a dude. Yep. Do not like that. <laughs> not a fan. Well, why is he a cat then? I, I, if, I wish I could remember. I, I feel like they save it for special moments because they do like the people as human thing later in the Super yeah, S manga. clothes! Why does he have garter, like a garter shirt? Yeah, his outfit's bad. Mm, I don't like it. But yeah, so when we rejoin, he goes, hey, you should transform. And Venus goes, cool. And then she does Love and Beauty Shock, which does not look as good as it does on the anime, where it looks a fucking rad. Yeah, I love the attack in the anime. Uh, And then we get, I am going to have to scan this panel, because it's just... uh, Minako as Sailor Venus holding up uh, a peace sign and going, sorry to have been a bother, but everything's okay now. <laughs> like, we're cool, guys. Yeah. I fixed it. I'm good. <laughs> Pretty much after that, the stuff starts moving towards, like, end game of Super S, like, right away. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, it- that was uh, another trip into the manga. Yep. 
The manga is only four volumes. I think I read it in like two hours this past weekend. The Tokyo Pop manga? Yeah. How, like, how big are the volumes? Because this is volume nine of the Kodansha printing. Uh, I mean, they're, I think they're divided up the same. It's just that they're, it's really, Sailor Moon is like a quick read because there's not a lot of words, to be honest. That's true. When we were talking about doing this. I was like, you're going to have to explain it to me because I don't know if I can read 50 pages in the next five minutes. I maybe could have. You probably could have at least skimmed it and known yeah. like a general idea of what was going on. Also, now everyone's going to know that I didn't read it until we were talking about it. Uh, uh, I meant to call out that at a certain point in my uh, volume two Super S Tokyo Pop comic that most of the pages had fallen out, which is a mixed comic tradition. <laughs> now, is that from, from you reading it uh, a lot or is that from mixed comics not being very good at making physical comic books? Probably a healthy combination of both, but the Super S ones have the worst page situation and i think i read them the most growing up so it's a half and half all right so overall do you recommend if people if people are at a con and there is a complete set of uh of tokyo pop sailor moon for a reasonable price how reasonable i i don't know what reasonable (laughs) would be for for uh it's four volumes you said for, su- for Super S is four volumes. Oh, Super S is four volumes. Okay, yeah. then yeah, like let's say let's say twenty five bucks at, at a con. That's a that's a pretty good con price for four volumes of anything. Yeah, you would say go for it or no? I would only say go for it if you're really nostalgic about Sailor Moon. Well, again, this is the people who listen to this show, so then yes, hopefully that's they are. <laughs> I I mean honestly, I don't think the translations are that different so i don't know if it's like worth getting on top of the kodansha version mm-hmm. but if you just really want like some like the original run of sailor moon i guess 25 would be a really good deal i don't know how much it is to buy it like that now i don't know but look i don't know how much anything should cost because uh last con i was at a dude told me the uh very bad uh 90s valiant legend of zelda comics were like a hundred dollars for a set and i was like get the fuck out of here no. <laughs> that is how much that they are going for online. Isn't that like the worst version of of Zelda? Like Yeah, it's extremely bad. Like a great property, which is then yeah. thoroughly ruined. Not uh what you would call good, but yeah. apparently hard to find. So I guess people just like things that are hard to find. I know I do. Which if anybody has a lead on uh, one of those San Diego exclusives, uh, that's not $40. Uh, holla at your boy. Um, Christina, you've been fantastic to talk to <laughs> about the manga. Where can everybody find you online? Uh, I am at OChristina on Instagram and Twitter. That's O spelled O-H and Christina spelled C-R-I-S-T-I-N-A. And I'm more active on Instagram than on Twitter, but I'm there on both of them. That's, I mean, you should be because Twitter is a bad website. It's a hellscape. Yeah, it's very bad, and no one should be on it anymore. I read it so much. Because occasionally they're really good memes. <laughs> At what cost? That's a great question. Uh, thank you so much, Christina. If you like this show and you want to hear more Chibisodes, then you can keep the Chibisodes happening by heading over to patreon.com slash sailorbusiness. Kick in as little as a dollar every month to help us out. Or $5 to get some bonus audio. Or for $15, you can get our brand new uh, pin 
an enamel pin. They're in my office right now. I need to send them to Jake, and then Jake will send them to you. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> uh, but they are the 2019 uh, Luna Act Sorry pins designed by Katie Donnelly. We also, of course, have Katie's tennis ball Sailor Moon pin, which was our first pin that we did. And we've got an upcoming Xena pin for all the fans of Xena Warrior Business. So please check those out. Uh, Christina, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, uh, thank you for having me. And have a great week, everybody. We'll be back with another full-size episode of Sailor Moon soon. It's going to be bad, because it's going to be about that fucking horse. (laughs) Bye, everybody.